Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Part-Time Outdoors Podcast. Hosted by Matt Noss and Nate Wright. Welcome to episode 16, Part-Time Outdoors. Today we have on Shay Davis. Yeah, Shay uh, is one of your better friends. I've known him playing sports against him, you know, growing up. Um, but he's a uh, big time hunter locally here and, uh, he's involved in a lot of different areas, but he's also involved in one of the TV programs we have locally is what brothers of the uh, woods outdoors brothers of the woods outdoors. Yeah. I knew he was getting uh, bigger and then, uh, I was kind of looking at all his stuff and I didn't realize all the sponsors and, and everything that he had, like he's really blown up over the past couple of years. Yeah. Today we, uh, we talk about, you know, a lot of Turkey hunting. He, uh, did pretty well actually out in Kansas and Virginia and in West Virginia. Um, but also do a little bit of deer hunting and also a little bit of, uh, public land slander, things that we're kind of against and we're for and so forth. Yep. He, uh, he had some time to come on and talk with us since he's already tagged out in uh, multiple States. So we we're glad to have him on and jumped at the opportunity. Yeah, no, I'll go ahead and uh, call him up now, Matt. We'll get him on here. All right. Sounds good. Hey, Shay, what's going on? Oh, not too much. What's going on, guys? Hey, Shay, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, no problem. I know it was a last-minute thing here. Yeah, <laughs> Nate was like, you want to do a podcast? I was like, well, I'm heading back to Morgantown now. I'll grab just enough stuff. And then uh, we're, I was like, I wonder if Shay, Shay will want to come on. Yeah. So I appreciate I, it. I enjoy, I enjoy talking a little bit hunting. Well, I figured it wouldn't be too hard. I was like, hey, you want to come talk turkeys? And I just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what have we been talking about for like the last two or three weeks nonstop? Exactly, exactly. And you went, uh, well, you were you were on it a little bit before me because you took a a trip before West Virginia started it, and it, didn't you get a Virginia? I went to Virginia and Kansas. Oh, you went to Kansas too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You shot a Rio out there, didn't you? 
Yeah, yeah, I saw Rio. Like, it was like uh, the weekend of our youth season was uh, Kansas comes in on like a Wednesday. I just need my nephews to get a little bit older, and then I'm going to be all over that that youth season. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, a lot of people in West Virginia, they're, uh, they're one- and two-year-olds are killing them too. Yeah, right. I've been looking for kids for a while, but then I was like, is this creepy? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, hey, can I can't take your kid for a few hours and take him out in the woods? And <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, man, I don't think that's how this works. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of gave up on that. I'm just I'm letting the nephews grow. So, But, Shay, <laughs> uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, you want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and, and tell them a little bit of what you're about, and then we'll get into your season. Well, uh, I've known uh, Matt since uh, high school, and he asked me to come on. I'm from uh, Salem, and I've uh, been hunting for a little while since I was – since I could probably walk, uh, turkey hunting, I've really haven't got into till probably late high school, just because you both know, like with baseball and stuff growing up, we played baseball. Yeah. You know, Saturday mornings. Yeah. You, I didn't really, I got to hook turkey hunt like maybe twice up until like late high school. And then when I got into college, I got uh, around some boys that were like diehard turkey hunters. And I just, it's taken off from there. Yeah, I mean, we 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 were pretty busy at Liberty. I don't know about RCD. Yes. <laughs> oh, hell yeah! Already shots already. <laughs> His shots fired. Yeah, but that's true, honestly. I, and now that you say that, it makes sense because I've never really got in the turkey hunt myself. I've done a little bit here in the last few years, but you know, I more to get in the woods. More and more we can. I, I think it it pays off. Yeah, and that, and that, I mean, like literally. Saturday mornings, if if you didn't have a game, usually games on Saturday started at noon. So mm-hmm. unless you had property literally right behind your house, which I don't, I had to drive like 30, 40 minutes to my cabin. You know, it was impossible. Yep. Nope. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. So what uh, where, what part of Kansas did you uh, hit up? It was like um, – uh, Northwestern part. Um, okay. <laughs> He's like, I'm not letting anybody get this spot. Well, I was on, pri- I was on, pri- I was on private. A guy I know um, had some private land. He has a house. He inherited a house out there. And then uh, we was out there. I'm, I'm, what is that town? I can't think of that town. That's, uh, But it's it's like northwest part of Kansas. Okay. How was that? A lot different out there. It's a like birds like are goblin in the mornings and it's still dark. Weirdest thing I've ever Jeez. seen in my life. Yeah, that guy told me and I'm like, I mean, I'm sure it's dusk. I shut my truck door to get out and birds are goblin. I'm like, I can't even see him from my face. <laughs> <laughs> so then you're kind of wondering where you're going to be, if you're going to be walking up on them or not. Yeah. And like, I just walked in there and like they don't even care like now granted i did miss one in the morning misjudged the yardage and it was a little long but you, you were bow hunting right no, no i was shot oh you I missed it with the shotgun okay yeah, I, was, I was trying was, to give you an out well <laughs> no it was definitely not now like I, i'm not I, I can tell you the thing like in those cornfields there's like little rolls and oh like, yeah hard to know, judge on those yeah and like i was like man this is i mean i was shooting a 12 gauge with tss i'm like it was. I was like, man, this is like 50 yards. This is like 
you know, way in, in the range for, you know, 12 gauge with TSS and, um, shot bird took off flying. And I'm like, I had problems last year with that gun at the, I'm last year I killed one and then I missed one, like a chip shot. And I never, I just thought it was me. Well, this year when I took my gun out and shot it, I, it was not a one. So I, I went back and I was a little worried and, uh, I sat there for a while because they were still birds were still gobbling all over the place around me, and um, got up. When I stood up, I'm like, man, bird. When I stood up, I could see a row, and I'm like, man, he might have been a little bit farther than what I thought. End up being like 80 yards. Oh wow. Oh man. Yeah, and I'm like, holy crap. So did you, did you have a scope on the top of your shotgun, or you're just so right I, yeah? I use like a um, no, I use like a red dot, like one of the reflex sights, like yeah. a burst fast fire. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it's just like, especially when you're staring at him in a cornfield, you're like, man, I could make that Charles a bow. Like, you know, it's like, it's not that far. Then once I stepped it off, I'm like, that was a little bit farther than what I thought. And I had my rangefinder with me, but you can't in those cornfields, like in the, um, this time of year, it's all cut down and it's so flat, you have nothing to hit. So is it kind of like rolling hills and it kind of made it deceiving? Yes. Yes. And I mean, like, it's and it was so flat, but it was just like there's just like little like rolls in like the cornfields, like and it was just like a little roll, and then it went up on the other side, and he was on the other side, and I could see him playing his day, and he was strutting, but like by the time you walk over there and stuff, it was like 70, 80 yards. Hmm. Oh wow! Well, yeah, yeah and that, that yeah, especially if you're shooting seventy, eighty yards, that's a heck of a shot. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad. I I mean, I knew he was okay. He flew off, and I watched him. Ran across the hillside and just walked off. So I mean, I knew it was all right. Did but you, did just... you try to re? Did you try? Well, I'm I'm from like the the upland world, so in, in my world we would call it. Would you try to like reflush it? But uh, did you try to go after him and, and try to draw him back in, or you pretty much give up? No, on him? I, I kind of gave up on him mainly because, well, in that group there was like there was him, another there was a long beard, then there's a hint or two, and there was just, like, birds gobbling all around me. So, I mean, it was, like, no point in getting up. And the other long beard that was with him, had he got with the hen, and I called, and he circled kind of back. He was actually in range, but just where he came in was was thick, and I'd had to turn completely around the tree and just wasn't able to get a shot on him. But yeah. that that evening is where I actually killed the bird that I killed. I came back in there. Oh, so you didn't get one right after you came back that evening. No, yeah, and that's another thing that's different about out there is you can hunt evenings. And, like, it, it, when I tell you this, you're like, uh, wasn't it dark? But, like, you can hunt up to sunset out there. That's how and, That's how PA is. Like, after here in a couple of days, PA will switch from only being able to hunt till noon to you can hunt um don't quote me either half an hour after sunset or or something to that extent like the the rules completely change like halfway through the season up there same with like ohio does that and i'm wanting to say i wouldn't say virginia does that too but i'm not 100 percent sure in virginia but i know ohio does that but i I wonder why west virginia wouldn't adopt that so i listened to a thing the other day and it had something to do with Back in the day, like this um, uh, wildlife biologist 
said that, you know, hunting after one disturbed the hens on the nest and all this stuff. Well, they said it came to come to find out after they did research is like it didn't hurt or help the like the nest um, stuff. And a lot of um, states went back to hunting all day, but there's a lot of states that don't, which I don't mind. I don't mind the one o'clock thing. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of glad that it is one o'clock because if it wasn't, I would be out there from exactly. five thirty in the morning till till nighttime. You know, I wouldn't leave exactly. until I got a bird. So I'm I'm glad they limited me. That's like, I, I I don't love it, but like deep down, I'm like this is they know it's best for me. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's that's exactly the thing. It's like you know, especially I'm wearing down now, and I'm and I haven't even really been hunting a bunch lately because I'm tagged out. But like I've been hunting. With, a couple buddies but like mm-hmm. you know after deer season man i'm like dead hunting all day every day and stuff like that and i'm like at least turkey season like i don't feel obligated to hunt the afternoons yeah yeah it's true it's exhausting and then and then like you said it's in the back of your mind you're like ah can i've been out there this evening to you know yep. hunt and everything like that yep so, but, so yeah, that, well, that bird in kansas i ended up shooting him with like five minutes of um like light left or legal shooting light and it was like eight fifteen or something like that wow. wow yeah so will you go back um i might go back next year i'm already i already got plans to go i'm going to florida for my osceola that would okay. be cool yeah i do have one guy uh one of my friends that i jerry hawk he went out to kansas this year um, with a bow and he was going to try to get one with a bow. I don't know if he did or not. I told him if he, if he got one, let me know and we'll, we'll do an episode with him because it's hard enough with a shotgun. I can't imagine taking a yes. bow out and trying to knock one down. And it's so open out there. Like you can't move like, um, like the people go out there and film. If you're not in a blind, you can't. And like, I just, one thing I don't, I can't hunt out blinds just cause I don't, like carrying the stuff and setting it up. Right. Um, and it, it's so open out there. And when those turkeys see you out there, they just sprint as fast as they can go across those cornfields, up over the prairie, everything. Speaking of carrying stuff, so I made a pact. Uh, it must have been probably in August or September because uh, I was on a little bit of a buying spree, and I said, I will not spend another <laughs> cent, <laughs> but – this I said this year, but come January is a new year. Well, I've been yeah. carrying my Walmart backpack around, uh, trying to shove my decoy in it, which is no, which it didn't work at all, you know. But yeah. Shay talked me into buying a new turkey bag uh, from Grounded Brand Outdoors, and I'll tell you what he said because I was we were talking about vests, and he's like, I went to he went to some expo, and he's like, I've tried yeah, them on it. all. Which one yeah. was it? The NWTF convention in Nashville. Oh, you weren't okay. Yeah, I'm sure they had all the vests there then. Yeah. So that was that was his top pick. He said, you know, he, he tried them all on, and they didn't have. They were out of stock on the um, the camo that I wanted, but I'll tell you what, the one that I ended up getting, I'm almost. I think I'm more happy with it because the way everything's greening up, like it blends in mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. And there's so many pockets on that thing. Like, 
the there's almost too many pockets because I have a scattered brain, so I'll, I'll put something in one pocket, and then I'm like, oh, what pocket did I put that in? And I gotta go through like six pockets to to find it. That is that is the truth, and I, I don't know if you've noticed. Like I would never known unless like the the guy that owned the company was there, the one showing me uh, us about it, and like those uh, pockets that are like that one zipper how they're made they're made with like non-rip material where you could put like your shears and stuff in there oh really no, is, i didn't know that. is it the impact yeah. vest yes yep okay. i'm looking at it right now it looks pretty nice i'll tell you yeah, what i've sat on a lot of seats and that's by far the most comfortable seat for deer hunting turkey hunt like anything i've done that's the most comfortable seat i've ever sat in now was you like me i was very very even when he was showing me it i was very skeptical of like the uh, magnet um, on the seat because yep. every, every vest has like you can put mag there the magnets are on the seat and it holds up and like everyone i've had they like fall down since you take a step yep that, that thing will not fall down it doesn't it doesn't fall the magnet's so strong like when i when i'm getting up to move or reposition i have to like put my finger between the two to to let it like slightly clip or so it doesn't make a noise like it's that noise. strong of a magnet yep I think it's the little things that separate, like the little detailed things, like you said, the magnet. You, I know we're talking about a magnet, but it's it's important that it doesn't flop on you every time you're walking and stuff like oh that. Oh my gosh, just, I hate that. I'll tell you what, I might take that seat off my turkey vest and use it for deer season, honestly. Yeah, because yeah, because it's only like clipped on there or something. Yeah, yeah, you can take it off. Like it has the magnet, but it still has a clip that you can unclip yeah. it if you want to. Yeah. That's uh, like I said, I I tried that vest and, it, and like, it's it's actually light even after you put all your stuff in it. It's still light. Yeah. Yep. And, and I like I like too how like you put a water bottle in it. You can put it on yep. the outside, but it, for easy access, but it still like completely conceals the entire water bottle. And then and then it also has where you can put like a water bladder in it because that's what I use. Yeah. Uh, like a a bladder in the back of it. I I need to. Awesome. I need to get one of those. My problem is that with the water bladders, I never, I get lazy and I don't clean them out, and then they get mildew. Yeah. And, and I, <laughs> it just, I just, I just wipe them out at the end of the year. A little, little mold doesn't hurt anybody <laughs> next year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in about everything we eat anymore, anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm always yeah. like, after the first day when I feel it, I'm like, I'll, I'll probably tag out tomorrow, so uh, it'll be fine. And then, <laughs> I don't, then, like three weeks later, I'm still drinking the same water. Uh, if, if I wouldn't have killed as early as I did, I'd start, I'd probably still not be tagged out. I think it's got tougher as the years went. Oh, yeah. I, I'll tell you what. I saw a gobbler today on my neighbor's yard because I was driving, come back to Morgantown, and uh, slammed on the brakes. And I was like, uh, all right. I drove back to my house. I only have about six acres. And I stood up on the hill, and <laughs> I was trying to call him up. But uh, no dice. So in Virginia, uh, did you hunt private as well? No, we had a public, and we only the bad thing, which Virginia changed it as of July first. Virginia, you, right now, you can't hunt public on Sundays. Really? Dumbest, dumbest thing ever. But as of July first, that changes. Next, all of next year stuff, you're allowed to hunt public on Sundays. So we just bought a tag and then like a three day license, and we went for the opening day and which was like the week before our um youth day okay and the pressure honestly wasn't 
as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, but the birds, the, when we finally got on birds, it's like 10 o'clock or so. Um, we was following scratching and stuff like that, like fresh scratching. And we got to like the private line mm-hmm. and we look over there and there's like a big box bond, big feeder over there. So, okay. Yeah. That makes it hard for like your weekend warriors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially Sundays. Yeah. And that's, that's why I think they changed that because they was getting a lot of people wasn't wanting to come to Virginia to hunt. Cause who wants to come and hunt one day really? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so then are you hunting private back home here in West Virginia? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't, Matt, uh, Matt's brave. I, I don't know if I can help public in West Virginia. I'll tell you what, I, I was right listening to a, uh, a podcast yesterday and it was talking about, it was more geared towards, towards deer hunting, but it yeah. still applies to Turkey about how much just in the last five years hunting has changed as far as no, like a lot of people can't afford land anymore. So they're going towards public. And then we had the COVID. So then everyone was off work. And then, so before everyone would be stationary, like in stands and now everyone's out moving around, everyone's mobile, everyone has saddles. And like the, the way you have to hunt now with all that pressure and all the variables and all the new equipment, everyone has one X on their phone. Everyone can identify all the set. Like, it's a whole new ball game compared to where it was just even five years ago. Like the whole yeah. mindset's different. And that's like, uh, which I mean, <clears throat> and it sounds good, but yeah, in a sense, it's, it's makes it pretty hard too. Well, I, in my opinion, I think it, it, it makes it easier for, uh, I'm trying not to put down other hunters. It makes it easier for lazier hunters. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it the nicest way possible because I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, before Onyx, you had to go out and scout, find the sign, find like, you know, property lines. Be like, all right, I can't go here and stuff now. There. Yeah. And I mean, I love Onyx. I mean, I hunt public. I got a little bit of private and public in Ohio and it helps me out a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just in, in a little bit, of it, I think is everyone's watched one episode of a certain YouTube channel and they at a public land and think they're going to kill giant brothers, yeah. brothers no, right. of the woods it's... outdoors. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, I know you're, okay. towards, I know. I, you know, they're, they're on our blacklist right now. That's a long story. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like we won't, we won't know, go there. Yeah. But like, I'm like, you watch one of uh, these people watch one of those episodes and they're like, I can go here and hunt now and, and stuff like that. And everyone should, I mean, everyone should have that mindset, but like they make it look like it's so easy to do. And then, you know, they don't right. show the miles and miles of stuff no. that you do, you know, on, no. you know, on film. No. And I mean, it's just, it's just like Turkey hunting. I mean, like, you know, I was averaging, at least five miles before I killed a turkey. And, you know, the one day I, uh, it was actually my, what my fiance's first turkey. We got, we walked in, got under these turkeys. It was actually Jake and she shot one. 
and we're walking out and here comes a guy flying up on side by side getting out with you know or he's in his truck you know getting out and getting ready and he's like oh did you guys kill that bird and i'm like yeah you're literally like 60 yards or like 100 yards away from where it was what did you think he was gonna do right up to your truck <laughs> as you call him <laughs> like i get so frustrated with people i'm like you know and it is and it's different if if the guy was like 70 you know 60 70 years old and stuff yeah. but when he's like 30 or 40 years old and i'm like gosh i did see a video on facebook a couple of days ago of uh, a guy in west virginia driving his truck and a big old gobbler jumped in the bed of it i don't know if you guys saw that or not no yeah it was, I maybe it was, that one maybe was, that's what he saw yeah maybe, maybe that's what he's trying to he saw that on facebook he's trying to do the same thing i don't know yeah but I, that's and i mean like i said if it, 60 70 year old guy yeah anyway you can get out in the woods and stuff like that but this it's i mean i hate to down our generation but like our generation of hunting is we we got to make it easier everything easier 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 yep yeah i mean definitely utilize your tools that you can yes. but i yes. think but i think that there's still a lot more work involved just because you know you have more technology but there's still a lot more involved than just you know sh- showing a waypoint on uh on x and thinking you're going to walk up to it and kill a deer yeah exactly and Yes, exactly. And I mean, it's just like the same. uh, I mean, you can put it towards like deer season, the same guys that drive the fool around all day and uh, think they're going to kill one. I mean, I feel like I've a lot been I've a lot been up frustration about this. (laughs) It's got even uh, bigger than hunting, though. Like if you look at like how big public's getting like you're not you're not just competing against the hunters. You're competing against now all of the hikers, the berry pickers, yeah. the people looking for morels, the the picture, yeah. the people going out to take pictures of animals. Like, I mean, yeah. it's it really is a lot of pressure. But you know, I mean, and may I'll correct me if I'm wrong here in a few years. But you know, you say it's grown so much in the last five years. But I think people are going to go out there, and you know, some people, you know, I mean, it's sometimes it's better to be lucky than good um in a sense but like my thing is is you know people are probably going to realize that there's more work involved than just walking out there so they may get deterred and may not be doing it as often or doing it anymore down the road yeah i agree exactly especially with the way prices are like they're gonna got to buy a new climber and they're gonna see four hundred dollars for a climber like yeah (laughs) you know i mean i've been watching go ahead then they'll watch you know some videos and they'll just hunt from the ground yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's true i mean don't get me wrong i i've carried tree stands in and it's not fun that's why i'm on the saddle and stuff like that but i've seen some climbers in some areas and i'm like how the heck did they get a climber not a climber a ladder stand i'm like how the heck did they get a ladder stand all the way back here oh yeah you so, you know they're you know they're putting those on four wheelers and taking them in when you see those big yes. old ladder stands a mile and a half in i'm like come on i know you didn't carry that oh yeah. absolutely absolutely and then there's usually even on public there's usually a corn pile about 50 yards from it. <laughs> I report them. Everyone listening, when you see them corn piles and salt blocks on public, report it. It's funny because we were scouting in Indiana um, probably two months ago, me and my buddy Derek that we hunt in Indiana together with. But we were probably two miles in, and and this just goes to show you, like, inexperience. So the guy had a cell cam, uh, waist high, no lock, (laughs) and and had a uh, a mineral block right in front of it 
and like we reported it didn't bother anything you know we left his camera there and left it alone but i'm like i'm like dude man like someone's gonna walk back here and see your camera they're gonna steal that in a heartbeat oh yeah you know what i mean like i don't know i just it just goes to show you like right there's like someone that has no experience with you know the public land dealing with people like i mean i've had stuff stolen on private land let alone public land not to mention yeah. if it's a cell cam and you're baiting in front of the cell cam like no other way you might as well just put your name on it for the dnr because they're gonna exactly. know exactly who you are yeah uh, i mean that's that's they got probably what they deserve i mean my parents always told me they're like well you gotta think like if they're a criminal like they're probably not very smart to start with so you can't, <laughs> you can't really use common yeah. sense with them <laughs> oh man and that's so like, uh and like, and, like, and like when you hike back in that far and you get and, and you did do your homework and know like a good thing and you walk and you just trampled in there and threw out feed and minerals and all that stuff in that buck's bedroom he knows yep. you think he's yeah. stupid yep. yeah you You're might, you might right. get some does in there but that the big yeah. bucks are gone exactly he hasn't seen that his whole life because he's been on public land so he's not going to deal with that and then no, then just showed up some apple crush from walmart <laughs> <laughs> how'd that get here you you can't bash that too hard though you got do you have do you have sponsors that are um yeah <laughs> yeah, but but the the thing about that is for is, private though. Yeah, and it's like nutritional. If you go and look right. at like that apple crush that you get at Walmart, that's like seven ninety nine a bag. It's just like flavored salt. Right. Yep. So I mean, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I'd like if I ever do get land one day, I would like to to build me a nice food plot. Oh yeah. So do you uh do you know Eli Gaines? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. Eli's wife works with my with well you know the Nicholson's page yeah. and all that and stuff like yeah. that. So we're gonna uh, have Eli on here pretty soon, and he was telling me about the Brothers of the Woods Outdoors. So what is your involvement with that, and like, you know, kind of explain that a little bit and how that got started. Yeah, I've been there on their staff for like I think since like 2017. It was right after Eli got on. Okay. And. uh we're on like uh, Channel Five One. Let's see, like during turkey season or right before turkey season, at um, I think seven eight, seven thirty, and I don't have local channel, so I don't get to watch it. I just only have streaming services. That's why I don't know much about what how it's on TV. Same but, here. Um, and then right before the fall starts, it it's on seven thirty on sundays too and then we have like a live viewing type thing on the um on youtube at like 8 8 30 or something on that on those sundays too okay okay you guys have a lot of pro staff and a lot of members with the yeah i think we have i'm wanting to say 16 or 17 okay um so a decent amount I was watching. Well, the big thing is you guys probably want to put content out so that you got to have yeah. a decent amount. Yeah. I was watching and, uh, Jim Davis's um, video that he did in Harrison County on a uh, on on a gobbler, and really good quality that they have there. Um, yeah. And I, I was intrigued by it because he was using the same call that I got from Hardy's custom calls, the split personality. Split personality. Yep. yep. And uh, he he I did learn something from it. Um, he said when they're up in the trees that use the slate side, 
He said yep. that really gets them going when they're up in the trees. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try that next time I go out. Ronnie makes fun of the guy that is already he makes fun of me because my whole I have so many dang calls in my vest. Well, I, well I messaged him on Instagram and I was like, hey, uh, of course, I always put everything off to last minute. I was, it was like a yeah. week, it was like a week before turkey season. I was like, hey, uh, what's the what call would you recommend if you were buying one? Like, I need to order one like today. And he was like, go split personality sounds great. And it does. Like, I'm impressed. I'll, I'll be back and I'll buy more of their calls for sure. Yeah, if you, if you need to figure out some, I've got literally about every single call that he makes. I want to try that crystal hen call that he makes. The up. crystal hens, it's it's a good one. Um, I don't have the exact crystal hen that he makes. I got one he actually just sent me not too long ago that was like um, different wood that I wanted, and he made me a matching um, uh, glass and well glass and a Paducah pot. And then ceramic in a Paduke pot too. That that's awesome. I always kind of like for as good as those calls sound. Like for I mean, I think the split person I was like thirty five, and then the yep. the crystal the crystal hen was like thirty nine bucks. I mean, like for that good of a call, like that's a steal. And and those are literally he makes those in his shop there up in Martinsburg. Like he, they're handmade. They're not like mass produced at like some factory, and then they send them to him, and he sends them out. That's he awesome. literally makes. He just got. Um, he was telling me, I think he's going to be in like, I forget how many it was, but it's definitely all the ones in West Virginia, Maryland, and Pennsylvania rural kings too. Oh really? Yeah, that's, a, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah he he's <laughs> he ain't gonna have any time to hunt. He's gonna be making calls no. all day because I think he does like deer calls and predator calls and yep. all kinds of calls, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Uh, he he makes some grunt calls. And he makes uh, a um, it's called a dirty dawn, um, like a can type call. Um, he makes uh, coyote calls, locator calls. He makes he, he's got quite a bit of stuff. Sounds like he's got it going on. What what's your take on the uh, aluminum? Are are you a fan of the aluminum oh, calls? A, well, yes, I'm very big on the aluminum calls. And if you're looking at his aluminum, he has now. I'm not going to tell you to wait off here a little while, but there there might be a new <laughs> aluminum call coming out. I'm not. <laughs> Turn anything out, but you let me know if I need to edit that part out. <laughs> no, no, I mean, he's coming out, he's been working with a new aluminum call, and I think he's coming out with it next year. Okay, yeah, I'll probably get it. I've never used aluminum before, so it's it's above my head. Oh. I, I really don't even know much how, how, how it differs at all. So, oh, I mean, it's it's I guess I like it aluminum. probably carries a little bit farther than like yeah glass. Yeah, and it's like ear piercing. Like in my, I can tell you, in my vest, I have four pot calls because that vest that we have has four pockets. I carry uh, glass, ceramic, slate, and um, aluminum. There's hmm. yeah. the four. But I tell you, a big thing is too is the different strikers, like different woods of strikers. That makes a world of difference. Yeah. Like the different a... types of wood. Yeah. It's like the type of wood, like you have like diamond wood is what I use on like my, um, diamond wood can you use about on everything. And that's like loud. It's like a hard wood, loud, 
real crisp. And then you can get down to like, um, like your black walnuts and stuff like that. That's more of like softer, like, um, less dense wood and you can get softer on that stuff. And then you have all the in-betweens like Osage, I think I have a hickory. So um, you'll kind of switch your calls up like, so early in the morning, you're, you're going to use a real soft striker and then like yes, later in the day. Slate. Okay. Slate or ceramic. You can ceramics kind of like ceramic. You can get really loud on, but it sounds really good. Low tone too. So like if I'm tree calling to a bird, I'm either going ceramic or um, slate. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. I never even thought of it that way with the different types of wood. Yeah, I've got a little obsessed with this stuff. And <laughs> I, I like I'm sitting at my game room right now. This is where I get shunned to by my fiance. <laughs> um, and but the uh, it's crazy. Like just the different like sounds, like each wood makes and stuff like that. And like the different like woods that the pots are made out of. Like my glass, ceramic. And um, slate car all in Paducah pots, which I love that wood. Like I bought a his a slate car off of him up at um he was at the Morgantown show, and uh, I was up there with him, and he's like try this one. And I was like, and I ran it, and I was like I I was like how many you got left? And he's like that's the last one. I said just sit it back there, <laughs> and that's the one I've been running the most. I love it. But that that's this is the the detailed side of things, so yeah, you know, it makes a little difference. Yeah, and that, and and uh, but the thing is, is like you know, people's like, well, what call and what? It's hard to do that with turkey hunting because like, if you don't know like woodsmanship or like where to set up, you could have, you know, Dave Owens there calling for you, and it's not gonna matter if you. you don't have the right setup. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's your That's, secret sauce? Do you have like a secret sauce for calling, like something you go to, like a, a certain sequence, like from start? So like you get there, you're set up, you know you got a gobbler treed, uh, let's say probably 150 yards away. Like what what calling sequence are you going to go with? Or does it change based off of weather? Or do you got something like you go to every time? Like what do you do? It, it all changes on like the temperature of the gobbler in my opinion, like the two that I would call your typical, like Turkey was in the tree is my fiance's two this year. Um, we got within probably 200 yards of like what ended up being like 10 Jake's. And, um, I was calm. I hit, I, when we got to where we was going, I hit the hit out call and they gobbled. And so we moved out and I moved in position. I hit the hoot out call again and they wouldn't gobble. So I found the biggest tree we could uh, sit against and we sat there and I just took that um, slate call and just was doing some little yelps, just real soft. Like, I mean, like as soft as you can be, little purrs and stuff like that. And they gobbled to it. Well, I did it one more time and they didn't gobble and I was like, all right. And I just sat there and waited and it's kind of foggy and those birds flew down probably about 150, 200 yards from us. 
And the next gobbles that we heard from those 10 jakes was about a hundred yards. And it was like the whole ridge. And then, you know, I just uh, went back to the slate call, called them right in. Those, those, uh, the first one came in, I was like, all right. She, I was like, you, you want to shoot a Jake? Cause she'd only killed one turkey before this. And uh, I was like, you want to shoot a Jake? And she's like, they all eat the same. And I was like, well, let her fly. <laughs> and I was letting her use my new 20 gauge that I got. And uh, she flattened that thing at like 50 yards. And she, wow. and, and it, it, what makes this funny is after her second one, the next day, it was the complete opposite, but she threw me the gun. She's like, shoot one. And I'm like, I'm not tagging out. on. I'd already killed one. I'm like, I'm not tagging out on with Jake. I said, calm down. This a, and I said, this one work off. And they worked off and we went up there and got that one. Well, then the next morning, it was pretty much the same thing on the same ridge, except for the, um, there was two groups. There was, it was like a, it sounded like two Jakes and two gobblers. And, um, same thing, they gobbled to one hoot out call, and then after they shot gobbled to that, it was like they were done. And I got on the slate, and I actually, where we set up, I actually walked out the ridge a little ways and called, and then called walking back to where I sat down, and they wouldn't gobble. And the two long beards, they gobbled when they hit the ground, about probably 200, gave them some soft yelps and purrs and clucks, on the uh, slate, they gobbled. I did it again. They didn't gobble. I, I told her, I was like, either they're coming or they got hens. So I said, let's just sit here and see what happens. And the way we set up is I just, we don't, and it's nothing against anything. I just don't use decoys just because mainly I don't like carrying them or anything. And uh, so we sat on like the roll of the hill to where they'd have to come up. The next gobble was like at 70 yards. And um, I told her, I was like, all right, click the safety off. I said, they're coming. And I had a mouth calling. And I called once, and they both let off, and they came in running. Well, this time, there's two long beards. I mean, two stud long beards. She shot one, clicked it on safety, and took off running after it. And I was like, I was like, I could have shot the other one. <laughs> you know, yesterday with the Jakes. Yesterday with the Jakes, she threw me the gun and let me shot him. Then she shoots. I mean, this long beard's like 30 yards. And when she shoots it, the other one jumps in the air, comes down, gobbles and stands there. And then she's running at him. And I'm like, well, <laughs> like I could be tagged out today, too. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's funny. Oh, man, that's a good story, man. That gets me fired up just, just listening to it. Yeah, she, uh, I'm sitting here looking. She killed one two years ago. She didn't kill one last year. She didn't get to go very much, but. When two years ago, she is her first turkey ever. First time killing anything, and uh, it was a stud. But it's mounted right here in the game room. You said you're awesome. using an owl call for for a locator. I have a yeah. crow call. Is there in your head? Is there any difference really, as far as um, like as far as West Virginia speaking? Do you think an owl call would be a better locator than a crow call? I mean, I know it's mostly all shock gobbles, but like, does maybe maybe one scare them more? Or in the mornings, I always use owls, and in the evenings, I always use owls. And there's some people, so, and, so you use owls believe, no matter what. <laughs> well, I don't honestly. I've never, and I don't know what it is, and I've just never had luck with shock goblin. On a crow call during the day, 
and there's people that you know that swear by them and and i believe them i've seen other people blow them and they gobble to them but i'm i literally i don't think i've ever had a turkey shot gobble to a crow call well that one today i was telling you about that i, I went back to my land and tried to call over i I, I didn't know where it went after I had drove back to my house and uh, I hit a couple crow calls and uh, about five minutes later I had some crows that came in. <laughs> but did I gobble today? No, I never did get a gobble on that. I did get one gobble in uh, Pennsylvania on the crow call early in the morning, but th- I mean, they'll pretty much gobble at anything that early. Yeah, and that's like, now I've heard them gobble to actual like crows, but usually that's because the crows are usually over top of them and like messing with them and stuff. But like, I I just ha- haven't had luck with it. Like it's anymore. Like if I'm going to sh- try to get one, the shock gobble, I get the aluminum or like a glass and just crank on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's what, the, that, but sometimes that can mess you up. Cause if you have one like down over the hill, like at 60 or 70 yards and you crank that and they gobble might be in, they're coming. You might not be able to get to a tree by the time they come up over the hill. Now, does does Hardy's make an owl call? Yeah, he makes an owl call and a crow call. I'll That's pro- only locator calls. I think he has. I'll probably go after one of those owl calls. Um, yeah, so- and they're not bad. I, I, I mean, I think they're like, don't quote me, but like mid-teens maybe like 15 16 17 dollars or something like that that's that's not bad at all you were no you were talking about um finding the biggest tree and sitting in front of it probably my biggest problem in hunting is i can't sit still no matter what so i always try to get like some type of of cover in front of me but uh yeah a lot of the people i've been watching um it seems like they do the same thing. They just find a big tree and sit right in front of it. Do you feel like they just kind of, you blend in with the tree? Is that kind of the thought process there? Yeah, but, you know, like, uh, the more I've been watching, like, different stuff, like, it, there's you can get away with a lot of movement. It, well, not as much movement. Let, let me rephrase that. Not as much movement <laughs> as, like, if a turkey's standing there and, like, you're moving around. But, like, you know... I was always taught, like, you got to be quiet going through the woods turkey hunting. But, you know, as long as you're, like, walking through the leaves, and, like, I call when I walk a lot, just, like, soft stuff, not, like, you know, cranking and yelps and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, but trying to just do, like, like feeding purrs, yeah, and stuff like that while I'm walking. And um, I've had one that I know for sure, like, I called – nothing gobbled and i did that all the way out of ridge and he gobbled like you could tell he was following me oh. um i've had that happen one time and i just always done it and uh but like i think noise you can get away with a lot in the woods turkey season now like i'm like if a turkey walks up at like 40 yards and you're sitting there trying to move around and stuff like that now i have tried but, to add a little accessory noise like when I call, I'll kind of kick the leaves a little bit back and forth, kind of make it sound like yep. I'm doing a scratch or something like that. It's just like in – I've noticed – because I've never had a lot of luck um, rattling horns in deer season in West Virginia. But, like, I've listened to people, and like they said, you're sitting there clanking horns as hard as you can together, and there's no leaves or sticks cracking and mm-hmm. stuff like that. 
it's, you know, you'll, you know, rattle in your four points, six points, stuff like that, you know, that aren't smart, but there's big bucks and the, these turkeys, they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they if do. They can tell. If they're, pressure, if they're pressured and stuff like that, um, they're not dumb. So now that you're tagged out, um, are you going to be going to any other states, um, or and what's your plans like look that? like for fall or any more turkey hunting or anything like that? I'd like to go to, I'd like to go over to Ohio, but I don't think I want to. to. Um, I'm probably just done for the year. I might go with some guys and just call because I honestly like, I like calling and just you know, just being there for the experience with turkey hunting. Now, like deer hunting, it's like leave me alone. But <laughs> uh, like, it, like I won't be alone. I just want to be by myself and stuff like that. But um, I probably won't go anywhere else this spring, just because mainly because next year I'm definitely going to Florida, and I'd like to go get my Merriam next year too. That would be cool. So. So, but I don't know if that'll happen, but in the fall, I'll just be going Ohio and West Virginia because I'll, uh, every year I take off the whole month of November. So. Don't sound like a bad vacation. Nah, I literally, you can send my mail to my cabin, (laughs) (laughs) but I'll do go over, I got a lease over in Ohio and, um, I go over there and hunt a little bit. Okay. Okay. What county are you in, in Ohio? Um, shit, you asked me too fast. Um, I'm, 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 hold on. I got. I, I got to look. Whatever. What county's Portsmouth in? Portsmouth mm. is. That's like southern Ohio, right? Yeah. Yeah, like near Jackson. It's uh, not Jackson County though, but it's near Jackson. I know Nate's wanting you to say Adams County. What? Adams, oh, is, Adams is a big buck county. It's Portsmouth. Uh, Adams County is like the furthest south. Um, Portsmouth. I'm looking at it right now here. I've heard of that city, though. Portsmouth's like down on the border of Kentucky, but it's whatever county Portsmouth's in. I've only been there once for a, a shift uh, for work, but it was uh, a lot of farmland, it looked like, at least where I was at. See, ours borders up against um, public land down there, which is bad. Good. It's right along. Are you right along? You're right along the Ohio River. Mm, Maybe, but that's not where ours is. But it's whatever county that is. I feel like Shay's a slave to the GPS. He 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 punches it in, and then he just goes wherever it tells him to. (laughs) Yeah, like I can get to it now without using the GPS, but like I don't know. Like I know, I go go down to go over. But you're not far from Adams County. Yeah, okay. it's right. It's right. It's close there. Yeah, Adams County. I, I know Adams County is a big duck county. I know right there, Metz County is right there too, and it's a big duck county too. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, Ohio is a different world. It's just all. Oh, yeah. Way. Yeah. I got. I started on public land. Um, two or three years ago, 
we want public land over there and it's a it's a whole different ball game over there like like i'm not putting down hunters again but a lot of these i see guys asking like we want to go to Ohio next year and like i know these people and i'm like you're not going to survive in Ohio. <laughs> it's going to eat you alive it, it's you a, get, it, when they say hill country it's hill country yeah you can't get on your four-wheeler and go put up your bucket feeder and put 55 or 50 pounds of corn in your bucket feeder and sit there and you're blind. And like, I'm not against that. I love how, I love how Shay's like, now I'm not going to, I'm not going to put anybody down, but (laughs) I'm not not against people who do that. But like, unless you got private land over there, like you can't do that. And that's, it's just not and, legal. I mean, it's just the way it is. No, it's not it's, legal. He's basically doing what Will Ferrell did on Talladega Nights. With all due respect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like and like I said, I'm like I, honestly, some of my stands I have a feeder in front of it. It's all like but it's strategically placed. It's not just like, man, this looks like a good spot. I'm gonna put out fifty pounds of corn right here. Right. Yeah. I mean we I feed them all throughout the year. I mean I'm I do too. There. I, I feed I do them right too. now. Yep. So it's I got I got the grandpa's that stuff that uh we're sponsored by. I got that out right now. Minerals and feed. Yep. And exactly. um it I'm like I said, I'm not against that, but there's there's a lot of people that don't know how to hunt other than that. Yep. yep. And it's the same and it's the same way like when um like I get into it sometimes with people in turkey hunting, like with with decoys and stuff like that. I'm not against decoys, but like you got to know how to use them and know like sometimes you, like people are like strutter decoys this year are not working. There's so many jakes that those uh, long beards have got the crap beat out of them all year. They're not going to come if you got a big strutter decoy out there. <laughs> He's had enough. Yeah. And that's, and like I was telling Matt the other day too is, you know, if it, these jennies, which are like the young um, female turkeys, they don't nest. So, and so they're not going, like, you know, like usually at like 12 to 1 o'clock, everyone's like, it's good. The hens are going to nest. Well, these jennies don't nest. So they're staying with the gobblers all day long. They're literally, the gobblers are pitching up in the trees. The jennies are flying up with the gobblers. So that's why everyone's like, man, I'm hearing gobblers hammering on the limb but they're shutting up when they go down yeah because they have i i heard someone say the other day and i mean like it makes sense it's like he's got three or four women up there with with him and why would he want to answer the fifth one yeah and leave leave four women for one you know what i mean that's what that what i told you that whenever you told me about that um it was with eight hens they were with eight hens when i snuck up on them and it was like and i'll be honest with you i didn't know what a jenny was like i didn't know i didn't either (laughs) it's 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 not like i'm just i just acted like i knew i was like yeah jenny's (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a, well. It's not like I'm some turkey guru. I literally learned that this year, and it's just because people's talking about this year. Because I was listening to, I think it was the guys were quoting. I think what Doctor like Mike Chamberlain said, which is like the turkey guru from like I think Georgia or something like that. He's a big like turkey biologist. But Jenny's like they'll lay eggs, but they they have I guess they have like video of them like they'll just walk through the woods and like lay an egg. And just wow. like keep walking. 
They don't <laughs> know how to nest. So I'm guessing, and I don't know this for sure, I'm guessing they're still breeding, so that's why the gobblers still don't leave them, huh. but they're not nesting. I, I also didn't know that hens could have beards. Oh, yeah, I've seen I've seen quite a few bearded hens. Huh. I've never seen one, or at least I, I didn't know that I saw one. <laughs> you want to hear something crazy? And I'll send you this video. I'm actually, like, editing it for... Ronnie Hardy wants to put it on his um, YouTube channel. So last year, I was hunting with Casey Ash. Matt knows Casey. Oh, well, yeah. Nate knows Casey, too. He plays basketball with us. Yeah, uh, yep. I know who Casey is. Uh, we were hunting on his farm last year, and he killed – it was actually his second bird he killed that year. We're sitting there calling to this bird, and he's hammering, but he's not, he's not wanting to move out there. And I sitting there, and I hear a gobble down to my right, and it's like broke up. And I'm like, Casey, we got Jake coming up to the right of us. And I look to my right, and here comes a hen into the to the um, right away. And I said, Well, here comes a hen too. This hen walks up like literally, probably seven yards, seven steps in front of Casey, and that gobbler sees her and starts walking to us. Well, she, he's still just hammering, and she's cackling and just going nuts well she walks up on the bank and she calls and then she gobbles <laughs> she i have it on video she gobbles and it's, I'm like, it's 2022 show yeah yeah I can do anything <laughs> I want. and like i'm sitting there like i'm sitting there trying to shoot her away because the gobbler where he's at he can't see me and she's looking at me and just like pissed off and just like gobbling and i'm like what in the heck is going on and he ends up killing the bird and uh, I think we're still dealing with that hen out there this year because I've been out there with him a little bit, and there's a hen, and she's like the raspiest, like loudest hen ever. So, yeah, but it is 2022. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to be real confused the next one I see. If it's gobbling with a beard, like it's probably going to get smacked in the mouth. <laughs> well, you can shoot You can shoot, uh, You can can shoot. shoot a hen with a beard. Oh, can I you? I mean, Yeah. If it's got a, well, I don't know about PA, but like West Virginia, they kill bearded hens all the time. Oh, I that's kind of like when you shoot a, a button buck or a, a spike with under so many inches, it's counted as a dead. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, as long as it has a beard. And then there's like, but there's like other states, like other states, like I forget what state it is, but they have like to have look two of three things, like a full fan, a beard, or it, it, I forget what all it has to have, but there's, um, like some states you can't kill jakes, some states you can't kill bearded hens. I'm too scatterbrained um, for that. Like that one I shot this year, I, I was in a class cause it was the only place I got service. So I had to go on top of the mountain or I wouldn't be able to do the class. And so I had class in one ear and goblin in the other. And then they came up and I was just like, my mind was about to explode. It's just too, <laughs> too much stimulus. Mute. <laughs> Mute. Hey, I'll be back. Mute. <laughs> All right, I'm yeah, back. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm present. That's, yeah. <laughs> but, like, just in the last, I mean, once I've dove into this turkey hunting thing, it's getting a little bit of an obsession. But people still ask me, like, hey, I, if you had to choose, it's it's like the golden question with between, like, turkey and deer hunters. If you had to choose and you could only hunt one, what would it be, turkey or deer? I'm like, I mean, it's not even a question. It'd be deer. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah like 
I love deer. I think a lot of people lean towards turkey though too. I mean, I, I guess that I have not got into it hot and heavy like some people, but like that's how I feel. I'm like, I'm like when it's when it's fall, it's deer hunting. I get that. Yes, that's it. But I think honestly, the only thing that I would lean, the reason I would lean towards turkey hunting, is because, and it, it's getting more more people are starting to turkey hunt. But you, other than West Virginia with rifles. You, it's hard to cheat turkey hunting. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, it, it's hard to cheat. If you took away rifles in West Virginia, it'd be very hard to cheat turkey hunting. Like, you have to, like, put in work other than if you, which baiting's illegal to, anyways, but. I'll tell you what, other, we're, I mean, we're probably getting pretty close to, uh, I, I mean, I, totally a guess of mine, but I would assume we're probably getting close to banning rifles. I, someone else just got shot, and I think they died this year in West Virginia from getting shot with yeah. a rifle. That that boy up in um, I think he's around Kaiser, yeah. and it was with a two forty three. And I'm in. There's there's people and, I, and I, if if Facebook just people in there and I see stuff and I'm like, I, uh, it's just I don't. And I'm not getting old. We're not getting old. <laughs> it's just like I feel like a grumpy old man now when it comes <laughs> to that stuff. And like it's like. The excuses for using rifles are like the dumbest excuses ever. Like I seen someone say, well, I don't want to tear up the meat. And I'm like, you're shooting a uh, high powered rifle. You're shooting it in the body going through the breast. What do you think it's doing to that meat? They're like, well, I don't want a shotgun blast. Well, I'm not trying to shoot a turkey in the body with a shotgun. Shoot it in the head. Now I'll, yeah, tell, and I'll tell you what my new trophy is. And, and the breast meat's great, but, I heard it, uh, I forget where I heard it, but the old timers used to do it. And you, you've probably heard of it. I don't know if you do it or not. I did it um, for the first time with my turkey this year. Is you uh, the stones from the gizzard? Have you, have okay, you heard yeah. about that? Yeah. So basically, you, you take the gizzard out, and it's really hard. It's almost like, if you've ever seen a deer heart, it's, it's yeah. almost like that texture um, and consistency. And you cut it open. And then you, you put all the insides into like a straining basket and uh, put water over it. And basically it has a bunch of little stones in it. And yep. what you do or what I did, um, if you've ever seen like the the glass bottles with the different layers of sand and yep, things like sand. that. Yep. So I put washed it all out and put all the stones in that. Because what happens is the, the food goes into their gizzard and all, and all the little stones and rocks and stuff, they, they crush it up so they can absorb it better. Um, so, but it's kind of cool. Like I'm hoping whenever, like I shoot one in PA, which I will do <laughs> hopefully this week. Um, once I get different stones from each, like different parts of the counties, different counties, different States kind of see like just how different all the stones are and everything to me. I think that's cool. I, I honestly, I, I was more fired up than that, but than like mounting a fan. Oh, I, the, um, I will keep a fan here and there, um, but I, I mean, other than all the meat and stuff like that, I cut the legs and the beard out. That's all I really do. Um, what do you do with I'm the legs? Up, I usually, um, so I cut, when they're like fresh, when I'm cutting them up, I cut them off like the whole like little leg things. And then um, later on, I'll cut just like above the spur and below the spur. And then put them in a baggie of borax for like, you know, like a week or two or something like that. And then take them out 
take like a knife and take like the skin part out of them and take a Dremel and Dremel them down and put a string through them. Oh, that's cool. I was wondering what people did. So my wife doesn't know it, but I, my, uh, the, the legs from my turkey are in the back of our freezer right now. And I, I didn't know, I was like, I don't know. I know people use these. I don't know what exactly for. I was, I was like, I don't know if I can just give them to my dogs for like, like to chew on or, or what I'm going to do with them. But that was next yeah, on my list. I don't keep the legs per se. I just keep the spurs. Oh, okay. And then like, I'll just take like a, I'll take like old shotgun shells and like put the beard up in the shotgun shell and then like put the string around the um, spurs and up like that. And I have a big string that I hang all of it on no, and cool. stuff like that. I like just that. That's cool. Just something. I, I'm not a big, a lot of guys like cool. Now I have seen some cool stuff it, um, lately with like the, a lot of people doing like the back hide part into a fan. My buddy did one, um, like I think he killed like a Merriam or something like that, and he did that. Um, it's pretty cool, but it's still a lot of work. I it, mean, it's all a lot of work anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say anything <laughs> like, killing anything is a lot of work. Uh, honestly, I mean, I if if a turkey didn't have beard spurs, I'd still hunt because I like eating them. Yeah, I mean that's that's the only reason. My fiance never hunted in her life. She fished. She grew up, uh, her dad fished and stuff like that, but she never hunted. And she got eaten like wild turkey. And she's like, man, this is good. And I'm like, I can only kill two a year. I was like, we can only get like, we only have like four breasts, you know, two out of one, two out of the other. She's like, well, I'll start shooting and I'll go. And she's a killer. I mean, she, she I bumped her up to the, her first turkey. That she killed, she killed with a, uh, I had a 410 I bought. Um, and then this year I got a 20 gauge uh, and um, bumped her up to it. She shoots 20 gauge when we go skeet shooting and stuff. So I bumped her up to a 20 gauge and she smoked both of those. Well, if, she, if she's in it for the meat, don't let her, uh, don't let her ever try rough grouse. I'll do it. Listen. If there was if there was rough grouse still around West Virginia heavily, oh, there like are. there was like back, yeah, not not many, though, but not around that. our area like it used to be. Like I can remember rabbit hunting when I was growing up and just like jumping grouse. I I killed a grouse when I was rabbit hunting before, like when I was younger. Like we jump grouse all the time. Now it's hard to find them anymore. I mean, you, you still can, but you know, it's not like they was back in like, yep. the early two thousands, late nineties. You got to get out to, stuff like to the mountains. Uh, yeah. One of my friends was camping up at, uh, well, I'm not going to say where, but up in the mountains yeah. and this week actually. And they said they were, they're sleeping in a tent and they just heard grouse all around them. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, don't There's, worry. Matt still never gave me any grouse meat. <laughs> oh, grouse. Uh, Nate's uh, always like, like let, let me know when you want to go. Let me. I'm like, hey, Nate, I'm going tomorrow. I'm going the next day. Oh, yeah, I'm busy, man. I got work. Uh, <laughs> grouse is grouse is the best. We're going to go turkey hunting today. When Nate's like, well. The, the oh. Grouse is definitely, it puts turkey to shame. So hopefully uh, me and Nate can get together. Um He's got a little um, place out at Dodgers County. Hopefully, we can go and call some in and videotape each other. Maybe we'll double up. Yeah, that, that, that's where mine. That's where my. That's where I hunt at. 
and um, we're out on Buffalo Calf. Oh, okay. So that's kind of opposite. I'm at the other end. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's just my second turkey. The first turkey I killed this year, I um, it was like ten o'clock, ten ten thirty or something like that. It was like your picture perfect. Struck him. Uh, made a move, got set up, caught him in. He came like thirty yards, shot him. That's like your that's textbook. Yeah, textbook cut. The next one, I got there daylight. Got on a turkey, followed that turkey, kept trying to get in front of him, kept trying to get in front of him. Ended up crawling up, seen him at a hundred yards, and he had like five or six hens with him. So I literally just crawled back to where he couldn't see me and just walked back to where I came from. I wasn't even going to try to mess with him. And I go past there, walk up there, pulling my glass call out of um, my uh, vest, pulled it, and when I hit it, um, nothing gobbled, but I seen something out of the corner of my eye take off running. And what it was was a hen was standing down there. And she had seen me, and she ran up over the hill. And I was standing there, and I was like, yeah, I think that was a turkey. Well, a few seconds later, here comes a strutter walking right behind her. And um, when... When he got out of sight, I went down there, and um, he'd followed her, and I watched him go up over there, and I crawled up up this uh, side of this uh, grassy knoll, crawled right up there, popped up, and he was like 20 yards below me and shot him. That's awesome. That's, uh, <laughs> That's I, mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Pretty good. Yeah, but, I mean, like, so, and and. and and then some people frown upon that, like, oh, you didn't call him in and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's just as hard to crawl up on a turkey as it is to call one in. I was yeah. I was reading the the law book. Nate knows I'm a big a big law guy. I'm always every time we go somewhere, I'm like, We can't do this, this, or this. And he's like, Shut up. Well that's <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's probably a good thing. But uh it it is, but I mean he's He's, he's, he's pretty serious and to the T about it. And I'm like, where did you see that? I did not see that. Yeah, I have an OCD <laughs> real bad. But anyway, so I was reading their, their, their rule book, and I was kind of confused. One of the rules that they had up there for turkey hunting, spring gobbler, said no stalking. I'm like, the, literally the definition of hunting is almost stalking. Like, I mean, I don't in, know. Like, in PA? Yeah. I, don't, I still don't know what that means because, like, I mean, if you're walking around, you're locating – you, you do a locator, you find out where they are, and then you're kind of getting close. I mean, to me, that's stalking. Unless I was just really tired, I could I could have swore it said no stalking. Do you think? Do you think maybe, maybe that means reaping? I don't know what reaping means. When they when these guys are like taking fans and like crawling out in the field behind these fans, oh, uh, and I don't like know. having the turkeys run at them, like. Because that, that's a big controversial thing right now is because people are getting reaping. shot. People are getting shot, and like a turkey's brain, like, like I, I've talked to some guys that done it. I've never done it, and they a lot of people say it's like almost not even fair. 
Really? Like the because a gobbler or one if you're walking in with a like a fan in front of him, like he'll want to run over to like attack you to keep you away from his hens. Huh. And a lot of people are doing that. I wonder if that's what because a lot of places are making it illegal. Like I seen a video. I heard on my Instagram story and I couldn't do it, but there's a couple like accounts that are like on Instagram that like they're they're real old school, but they're like younger guys, but like they're against reaping and stuff like that. Which I mean, if it's legal, whatever. But um, it shows. I don't know if it was. It never said if it was public or private, but this guy's sitting at an edge of a field, and the, and the field had like a little row in it, and he had a hen, a Jake. And a strutter decoy all out in front of him. He had a goose spread right out in front of him. Um, and all of a sudden, this fan pops over this roll. And, like, he has a uh, tactic camera, like a maybe a GoPro or something, because you can see he points his gun right at that fan. And that fan comes in, comes in, comes in. And all of a sudden, two guys stand up. The guy, like, throws his gun down because he's oh, getting ready to shoot these guys. Yeah. And, it, and that's like a big fad now is like this reaping stuff, which, like I said, if it's legal and like I don't even care if it's legal or illegal, it should be outlawed on public land. Yeah. Yep. I'm scared and, to even do yep. after uh, the guy from the last episode, Justin, um, every time he did a gobbler, like did a gobble call, he's always like, I shouldn't have done that. And I always just thought it was like maybe thought it scared him. He's like, no, like out on public, you, you get shot. And I, like, I didn't even oh, think about yeah. that. That's why. That's honestly one of the reasons. I, other than like not wanting to carry them, that's one of the reasons I don't carry decoys. Because even a hen decoy, at like two hundred yards, um, Uncle Earl pulls up with his, you know, two thousand Chevy Silverado. He's puts, on the puts Chevy. Thirty out six. Yeah. Oh, I got a Chevy too. Hey, I got a Chevy Silverado. I can talk about him. And holds his 30 op six out the window and shoots because he sees a turkey over there yeah yeah you know i that's they uh, and like or people get like kind of like argumentative when i say this but i was like west virginia either needs to do one thing outlaw rifles or outlaw decoys huh. one or the other something's got to give yep. and you know and but they say every time they try to do it the nra steps in oh i'm sure they do and like i can understand and like we's talking i understand where the nra is coming from they're like we can't take away gun rights and stuff like that but it's like literally there's only like i forget we looked it up how many states actually allow rifles and it's very few yeah i've and, never really even thought about yeah, it being like an nra issue or anything like that no and then the, the, the argument too is like well let's outlaw center fire rifles and just allow rim fire and I'm like, rimfire would probably cripple way more turkeys than mm. anything. People out there, 22, trying to shoot one at 100 yards or something like that. <laughs> you know what happened? Yeah. yeah, and like, and that's and the problem is, is like even like these parents like taking their kids out hunting, and they're like, well, I want my kid to shoot it with this and stuff like that, so he can get one. I'm like, yeah, but the problem is with this generation and even our generation is they'll never want to go and make it harder. Right. They want to ne never do it right. They, it's always easiest way possible. Yep. I'm not going to lie. That, that law got in my head. Cause I was sitting there and I was just, I was reading it waiting for it to get light. And I was like, 
Well, normally, like, after a while, I'll get up and walk around and try to locate one if I don't hear anything. But I was like, now I'm scared to. I don't even, I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't know what no stalking means. Like, I that's literally I, what I'm doing yeah, out they here. they need so. to have a definition <laughs> on that. Yeah, I'd ask, like, I'd, that, that must be a question for, like, the DNR for there. But, like, I'm wondering if that was made for reaping. Yeah. I mean, the funny part is, out of the decade that I've hunted PA public, that was the first day that I've been stopped by the DNR. And I got no. stopped. You got to be it, hunting hours are till 12. I was walking out at 1158. And I know you heard me because I was practicing my turkey call, the mouth one, because I'm not real great at it. And uh, I come around the bend and I was getting ready to unload my shotgun. And it was like 1158, 1159. I was, I was like, all right, I'm taking it out. And then uh, I just look up and he was right there waiting on me. Was yeah, they were real nice, oh, though. I mean, I, I didn't have any problems with them. Treated me good. Had good conversation. But I should have asked him about that. I'll I'll uh, be sure to do that the next time I run into him. Yeah, that's that's yeah, definitely that's... weird. But I, I wonder if it is about the reaping thing. Yeah, I'll have to ask. I, I never even heard about I didn't even know that, that. I knew about that, but I didn't know it was called reaping. So. Yeah, that's it's mainly out in, in the south. It's big and kind of out the midwest where they can see a long ways and stuff it's a big thing now makes sense well Shay, i appreciate you coming on here man yeah guys i yeah i appreciate you having me it's like i i'm not against talking about hunting <laughs> definitely definitely need to get you back on here maybe get in person do you uh you, yep. say you live in salem yeah okay i live on valley street now uh so you're living with your fiance yeah Unless Nate, it's a GPS. Uh, Nate, 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 <laughs> I can literally, Nate, I can literally pick up a baseball and probably hit your house. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Okay, because Brian Rakiski lives right up the road from me. Yeah, Brian's married to my cousin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, Matt, I'm literally, you're... literally right up the street. Well, we should have just done this in person. <laughs> yeah. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about I can't going quite to see fall? your house from here, but I, I, it's pretty close. Yeah. So how about in fall we'll get back on here and we'll come do it in person. Yeah. I, I was gonna say I would tell you where I live on here, but probably <laughs> some of your listeners would come burn my house down now. Yeah, I know. You're, you've already <laughs> talked you've already talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, the next episode he's gonna be like, here. I don't want to talk bad about people that burn people's houses down, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, I appreciate right. it. All right, thanks, Shay. Take it easy, man. Yeah, you guys do. All right, see ya. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.